Hi, Christ Church. Uh, today, I'm Bob the Builder. We just finished a, a great parade this morning, and uh, what a great opportunity we had to just touch people and share the news about Christ Church with them. And uh, that's really what uh, not just this morning is about, but uh, it's about the, the message series that I'm starting this morning. The, the message series is called Show and Tell. Um, over these weeks that we're together, I'm going to try to share with you um, the steps that you can take in your own life to be that, that kind of follower of Christ that's willing to show and tell their faith. Uh, over this, uh, today, this message series and the coming weeks, um, I want to get real practical and uh, not only give you a passion for reaching people, but also give you some just basic how-tos, some steps of how do you show your faith. It's really my hope that by the time this series is done that you'll become comfortable with that part of being a disciple, that you'll be comfortable being able to go ahead and share what you know to be true with other people. I mean, this is a huge time in the life of Christ Church, and we got a great building right here. And throughout the time that we're together this morning, we're going to show you some of that building. It's kind of my show and tell. You know, remember when you were in grade school and you did show and tell and you, you brought your pet rock or something? Today, this is my show and tell. And we're going to spend some time in different parts of the building and just talking about how these places in the building become those places that we can use to reach people. And all you have to do when you drive by is just look at the front of the building and, and see the cross here. And it tells you loud and clear what we're about. Everybody that drives by will be able to know from the beginning that we stand for what's in our name, and that's Christ. And we want you to be able to do that every day of your life, to be able to stand out there in the world and make a difference and let other people know that you stand for Christ. That's what Jesus did. Let me take you into some scripture for a minute here. And, and this morning, obviously, the Bible won't be up on the screen, so you have to follow along with your, uh, with your handout sheets. But grab your handout sheet for a minute and join me in reading a piece of scripture from Matthew 9. It says in Matthew 9, Jesus went to every town and village. He taught in their meeting places and preached the good news about God's kingdom. Jesus also healed every kind of disease and sickness. When he saw the crowds, he felt sorry for them. They were confused and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. He said to his disciples, A large crop is in the fields, but there are only a few workers. Ask the Lord in charge of the harvest to send out workers to bring it in. One of the things that strikes me right away about that text is it says Jesus went. Jesus went. He went to every town and every village and he taught in this place and that place, meeting places and in the center of town and met people by the well. Jesus went to where people are. You know, we're excited about opening up this new building and we're going to be trying to get people to walk through this door to come inside and experience the excitement of Christ Church. But that's only going to happen if we as the people of Christ Church are ready to walk through this door the other way. That every Sunday we not only walk in and get fed and encouraged, but we walk out. That we go back out into that world just like Jesus did. We go out there to those meeting places and, and wherever it is that people are. And we're able to be ready to share with them the same good news. Why don't you walk with me as we go into the building this morning and, and we start getting ourselves ready to be a people who are able to show and tell.
Well, welcome inside. We're now in the, the big main atrium uh, for the new Christ Church. It's going to be a great space for us to welcome people in to that front door. And it's important that when people come here to Christ Church that they experience from the moment they hit the door that this is a place for them, a place where they can understand that they're important and that they matter and that there's a God who cares very much about them. That, that's the next big point I'd make for you today is for us to be those kind of people who are willing to go out and really rich people, it, it's for us to get the same heart God has, to understand that people matter to God. People matter to God. We've got to be ready to look out there at that world and, and look at all those people that we meet every single day, whether it's the person at the checkout counter or even the person that's beeping the horn in the car behind us. For us to remember that when God looks at them, he sees something incredibly valuable, something so valuable that he's ready to give up his own son. If we go into the Bible and we look at John 3.16, a verse that we, we know and, and memorize from being children on, it says, God loved the people of this world so much that he gave his only son so that everyone who has faith in him will have eternal life and never really die. That's great for us to remember that that's God's view. That's the way he looks at each one of us. But it's also the way he looks at everybody else around us. That he looks at each person and sees the opportunity to be able to come into their life and that they're so valuable that he's willing to give up his son. Jesus went. Remember, that's what the text said? Well, Jesus literally went from heaven down to be here with us, to be in the midst of our everyday experience, not only because he loved us, but because he loves every person who walks the face of the earth. You know, I think to uh, when Jesus was here and he was in the Garden of Gethsemane, a time when he was really urgently praying and talking with the Father. And, and in that moment, he asked God, look, God, if it's possible, can this cup pass me by? Is, is there another way? You know, what's interesting is that in his prayer, he never questioned whether we were worth it. He never doubted that what he had to do for our salvation was totally worth it. And that's true yet today. We are, and everybody around us, are worth and valued by God. When we look at this atrium, it means that we're going to have to understand and get a passion to understand that God's ready to do a new thing. It won't be the same way it's always been. It'll be something new and something different. Just look around. It's the opportunity for us to be Christ Church in this time and in this place because we understand people are worth it. We have to ask ourselves, what, what are we ready to sacrifice? What are we ready to give up? Because we know our neighbor needs to learn and know about Jesus Christ. You know, we've done some studying, and there was a four-year study that was funded by the Lilly Endowment. And the design of the study was to look at seven mainline denominations and try to determine how effective they were in reaching new people. In the study, they only found 30,000 churches that would qualify, only 30,000 that would qualify, and only one-half of 1% were churches that were really baptizing 
any significant number of adults. What the whole study taught them and translated is out of the 30,000 churches that they started with, only 150 churches were reaching new people for Jesus Christ. And what's even more interesting, the average age of all of those churches, the average age of the membership of all of those churches was 89 years old. It's a new day. It's a new time. But people still matter to God. They matter so much. And they need to matter to us to be Christ Church for today in an atrium like this, in a building like this. Just remember, get the passion to understand that God has a passion for you, but God still has a passion for everyone else. Let's take a look at another part of the building. All right, people matter to God. We've established that. Now let's take another step. The step is a simple one. It is to understand that uh, people need Jesus, that people really do need Jesus, Jesus, that we need to not only look and see that there are people around us, but we need to notice, uh, take note. We need to pay attention to the needs that people have because we know Jesus is the one that brings the answer. If you remember when we read from Matthew 9, it said that he taught in their meeting places and he preached the good news about the kingdom of God, that he also healed every kind of disease and sickness. When he saw the crowds, he felt sorry for them. They were confused and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. See, while Jesus was doing his ministry, he noticed people. He noticed not simply that they existed, but he noticed he noticed their lives, and he noticed the emptiness. He noticed the, the lack of direction. He noticed, and he was willing to respond. The same is true for us, that every day we go through our lives, and, and we're surrounded by hundreds of people in a day. But do we notice? Do we notice the real need that they experience? And do we notice that we have the opportunity to, to give them hope and compassion, just like Jesus did? that there's an answer to heal what's going on in their life. We're now in the youth room of the new building, and we know we've got to reach kids. Just below us is also the uh, children's area, and we know we've got to reach children. We've got to lay the foundation in their lives so they're able to be strong and be able to stand up in this world and, and not be tempted to the wide path of destruction. We need to give them that security of having Jesus in their life and, and walking that path with him. This room is going to be an important room for us. It's going to be an important room for us to notice. Notice these young people and the needs they have. While you look around the room, it's empty right now, but imagine what it's going to be like when it's filled with some gaming tables and some collections of chairs for them to sit and talk with one another and just to share life, an opportunity for them to share some food together and, again, just talk about the stresses of their day or the difficulties that they might be experienced. Randy Brantley of the Arkansas Baptist State Convention Evangelism Department, he said it's time for us to call a, a code blue. You know what a code blue is, that emergency in the hospital that's life or death. Brantley says... It's time for us to call a cold blue when it comes to our teenagers. 
He says suicide has increased 120% among kids between the ages of 10 and 12 in the past 12 years. One out of three have thought about, seriously thought about suicide. One out of seven have attempted suicide. And the homicide rate among 14 to 17 year olds has increased 165% in the last 10 years. We need to notice, notice that our young people are in a difficult place and enter into their lives and try to give them a strength and a hope to help them go beyond the difficulties. When Jesus did his ministry, he had compassion. That's the compassion he would have in us, not just a passion to reach people, but a compassion to be able to enter in their life and give them hope and strength to overcome. Remember, the Bible says, God did not send his son into the world to condemn its people. He sent him to save them. No one who has faith in God's Son will be condemned, but everyone who doesn't have faith in Him has already been condemned for not having faith in God's only Son. It's not an option for us. It's critical for us because without our entering into their lives, they're left only with the emptiness and the destruction. This is our opportunity to be a show-and-tell people, a people who are ready to enter into all ages to get into their lives and show them and tell them what a difference Christ can make and to give them a hope that goes beyond. Remember, people matter to God, so let's look for them. But remember also, people need Jesus. Let's notice. Let's notice what's going on in their life and enter in. All right, let's move to another room and see what we have in store in the next room. All right, so far we've understood that we need to look and understand that people matter to God. So far we've said we need to notice, notice the needs that people have and, and understand that people really do need Jesus in their life. Next step that I'd bring up is we need to be ready to act. We really need to be ready to act. And now is the moment. That's the way it always is. We, we can go back from generation to generation where there have been pastors, I'm sure, who have said, well, now is the moment. Now is the time. The reality is it's true. Now is always the moment. Now is always the moment. Whenever God gives us that opportunity to be able to speak into somebody's heart, now is the moment. It's for us to be able to grow to the, be those show-and-tell people who can be ready to act when the time is there. When God presents the opportunity for us to to have the strength and the courage to be able to say, now's the moment, and to go ahead and act. Jesus recognized that when he was with his disciples. Remember he said in that Matthew 9 text we've looked at, he said to his disciples, a large crop is in the field, but there are only a few workers. Can you hear the frustration that's underneath his voice? <laughs> Listen, I grew up on the farm. My dad grew corn crop and... Uh, Boy, I'll tell you, if that crop was ready to be harvested, he was ready to go get it. Can you imagine what it was for Jesus to, to be able to look at people out there and, and see the harvest is right there? It just was the need for some people who were ready to go act and collect the harvest. You know, that's a great insight from this text, that 
But the one who's really prepared the harvest is not us. It's, it's God who's prepared the harvest. God is already working. He's already softening people's hearts. He's already creating the opportunity. He's already doing all of the work through the power of his spirit. But what does it take us to do? It takes us to be willing to act, to have the courage and the confidence and the understanding to be able to say, hey, this is what God wants me to do. That God has prepared me for this moment and I'm ready to act. You know, we can go to a variety of other places in the Bible and, and see that Jesus really does want us to act. And when we don't, we don't make God very happy. You can look at your sheet again and notice some of the places I've listed for you that, that in Luke 5, it's, he's not real happy if we go fishing and we don't catch something. He, he's not real happy if we have an empty banquet table. He's not pleased with sowing and having no reaping taking place or, or a fig tree that has no fruit or lost sheep that remain lost or a lost coin that isn't sought after and found. God wants us to be a show-and-tell people. He builds us that way. He, he brings us into the family of faith and surrounds us with, with other believers so we can be strengthened and encouraged not to just take care of ourselves, but to be ready and equipped for the moment to reach out to somebody else and to act. In Matthew 10, the next chapter, Jesus says, If you tell others that you belong to me, I will tell my Father in heaven that you are my follower. Isn't that awesome? Think about that. <laughs> that means that every time we act, every time that we say, God, I know you prepared this moment and I'm ready to step into it for you. Every time. Jesus is right there next to the Father saying, Hey, hey, look, look right there, Dad. <laughs> every time. Jesus is ready to stand up to the Father and say, Hey, look. Look at your child. How incredible they are. God does the work, but we get the opportunity to enter into the harvest. He says in Luke 15, In the same way I tell you, there is rejoicing in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner who repents. Rejoicing the angels singing because one person comes to know Jesus Christ. We're in the cafe right now. And it can be that kind of place. We know that right now in our world that people come to Christ not just in the place of where worship is happening, but in a variety of places. And we've come to learn and understand that often people respond to come to church not on Sunday morning, but for some other event. That's why this room is here. That's why the cafe is here. It's here as an opportunity for you to act. To act by making a simple invitation and inviting somebody to a cup of coffee, inviting them to come into this comfortable area to experience a, a small band here up on the stage some night or to experience a, an author telling about a book they've written or whatever the event may be or remember, just that simple cup of coffee. To be able to come here and act in that simple way through a simple invitation. We've tried to build this building in a way that allows all of us to act, to act, because we know, remember, people matter to God, and people need Jesus, and we're the ones that God's counting on to act.
act. Seize the moment when God presents it. Let's go down into the worship room now and finish out the message talking about not only what will happen in that room, but seeking the opportunity that God can give us that moment to act. All right, we've made our journey so far on our show-and-tell day. Remember, it's creating a passion to know that people matter to God and, and to look and understand that, to, to notice that people have needs and, and Jesus is really the answer, and to be willing to act, to seize that moment when God gives it to us and, and share with them. The final step is to ask, to ask. Again, if we go back into that Bible passage in Matthew 9, that's the way Jesus started as he talked to the disciples. He said, ask the Lord in charge. And that's an awesome statement if you think about it, that there is a Lord who is absolutely in charge. And, and he's ready to provide us everything we need, but he's also ready to provide us with the opportunity to reach somebody else. It starts, however, the verse with ask. Ask. You know, one of the most important things we can do in these coming weeks as we get ready to move into this new facility is to really get serious about asking God to make it an amazing time for Christ Church. Asking God to create those moments and those opportunities for us. Asking God to, to really bless our, our first opening on August 2nd and, and even more so to bless our September 13th grand opening. To ask for the opportunity to be that kind of church that can reach people and make a difference in people's lives. Jesus said to the disciples, look, the harvest is out there. It's, it's ready. Just ask. As you look around the worship room, it's a big space and there'll be lots of room for people. It's for us to ask God to, to begin preparing the hearts of people to fill this space. And we'll fill it with all kinds of people, with all kinds of different shapes and sizes and life experiences. And you never know what you're going to find and who's going to walk in the door. But when they come, we need to be sure that when they walk in this room, they experience the love of Christ. That they know in this room that God is really present. And the one they've left... They've had that remarkable experience of understanding and experiencing Jesus firsthand. I want to ask you to begin that process with me of, of asking. And really, if you think about it, it, it's not a beginning. We started asking for this a long time ago. For those that have been around for some years, you remember back when we started with a message series about the prayer of Jabez. And in that prayer, there's an ask. The prayer of Jabez, it comes out of 1 Chronicles 4. It says, Jabez cries out to the God of Israel, Oh, that you would bless me and enlarge my territory. Let your hand be with me and keep me from harm so that I will be free from pain. And God granted his request. Way back then, we began asking God, asking God to bless us and expand our territory. And look what we have today. We have this incredible tool, this building, as an incredible opportunity for us to step to, not just to step into the door, but to step back out 
and go out into the world, notice people, look for them and understand they matter to God. Notice the experiences in their lives and be willing to say Jesus has an answer for that. And being willing to act when God prepares that moment. And now, ask. To ask God to give us that opportunity to expand the territory of influence in our lives. It's a small statistic, but it's a fascinating one. The Gallup uh, people did a poll of over 6 million people. They asked them one simple question. They said, what would it take to get you to go to church? The number one answer, someone to ask me to attend. It's that simple. Someone to ask me. You see, the ask is not only to ask God to give us the opportunity, but it's to be a show-and-tell people who are ready to just ask, invite, ask them to come for a cup of coffee in the cafe, ask them to come to our children or youth events, ask them to come to Lunch Bunch, ask them to come to this room, ask them if they aren't ready for something better in their life and to experience Jesus Christ. Well, we're going to have a show-and-tell time, a time for us to grow and be able to be those people who show the world that we stand for Christ, just like our name, Christ Church. I'll be back next Sunday. We'll take another step in that show-and-tell life of being a follower and a member of Christ. Have an awesome rest of the worship.